is a good one. San Francisco prosecutor sues California's capital city. They're suing Sacramento over its failure to clean up homeless encampments. Now, Sacramento is like, oh, we, we would have really wished that you wouldn't have done that because we, we were hoping to handle this in a, in, in a more non-confrontational way. Oops, you're sued. Let's get into it. Here we go. All right. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. This guy's my new hero. He's got, he's got a big poster board. Remember in school when you did poster boards to just illustrate whatever it was that your storyline was covering? This guy's got <laughs> criminal behavior and he just shows all the crap from homeless encampments. That's awesome. I, I am down with it. I am two thumbs up. I say whatever it takes for folks, including prosecutors, to get the message across that this kind of stuff will not be tolerated, I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. Now, the issue is, is that folks in these areas, they voted this crap in. So now it's going to take a reversal and it's going to take some hardline folks who are like, no, nah, no nah, city, you got to clean this up. But this is what everybody wanted. Now you got it. Now you got, you know, homeless encampments all over. Sacramento's got a really bad problem. I don't talk about it enough because, you know, LA and, uh, and San Francisco tend to overshadow Sacramento. But look at this guy. He's got a criminal behavior board. He's, you know, and on that criminal behavior, you know, you, you can show so many different criminal elements. You name it, it's out there. It's in a homeless encampment because that's how this goes. Sacramento's top prosecutor is suing the city's leaders over failure to clean up homeless encampments, escalating a months-long dispute with leaders in California's capital city. I think this is great. I am 100% on board with it. Anything to draw attention to the issues that have been caused. Understandably, these are issues that these residents have caused themselves by voting in the crap that they have. Seattle is no exception. I just let it go. There are unhoused neighbors. They're fine. There are a bunch of drug addicts committing criminal activity to fund said drug addicts, period. And they live in tents? Yeah. I mean, I think it's taken a lot of time for folks in these communities to understand, oh, yeah, they're not just down on their luck. They're not scrambling to get a job. This is their lifestyle for not everybody that's in a tent falls into that category, but 99 point whatever percent do. And if, and, and the way you can prove that go to a homeless community and you tell me what you see, you will, you will see if you're there for you know, a couple hours, you're going to see some nudity. You're going to see some prostitution. You're going to see some stolen goods, both, you know, bringing them in and selling them. You're going to see drugs. You're going to see all kinds of drug use. You're going to see some wild behavior. You're going to see some, some people screaming at the clouds, screaming at the trees. Ah! That's what you're going to see. And then you tell me if those folks are actively looking for a job, trying to get back on their feet, going down all these roads. You know, one of my podcasts yesterday is in city of Ballard in Seattle dude with mental problems that should be locked up somewhere and took out a saw and then went to a city park and cut a tree down 25 feet tall and dragged the tree for, you know, a couple of blocks through the streets of Seattle. 
that could be on this guy's on his little uh, poster here, right? I mean, <laughs> criminal behavior. That's what that is. Whether it's because you've got a mental problem or you're on drugs or it's a combination. County District Attorney Dean Ho announced the lawsuit Tuesday during a news conference in Sacramento, saying the city is seeing a collapse into chaos that he said reflects the erosion of everyday life. A group of residents and business owners also filed a companion lawsuit against the city. Good. I say good. More pressure? Need to figure it out. What are you going to do, folks? Because this is what it's going to take. Ho said his office had asked the city to enforce local laws around sidewalk obstruction and to create additional professional-operated camping sites, but the city did not. Podcast yesterday was City of Oakland. The state of California hands out state funds to help cities with crime and whatnot. You submit your proposal, you get millions. Literally, San Fran got, I think, uh, $17 million. And I want to say it was San Jose or somebody else like that got $12 million to help their police departments fight crime. City of Oakland, yeah, they didn't get their proposal in. They got a big goose egg of money. That's how bad things are in Oakland, right? Just, oh, yeah, we, we had a technical glitch and we couldn't get our proposal in on time. Oops. Sorry, residents of Oakland. You're hosed. The lawsuit here in Sacramento includes accounts from dozens of city residents living around 14 encampments. Some homeowners recounted being threatened with firearms at their front door and having their properties broken into and vandalized, which has driven some from their homes. We have got homeowners in Portland left and right basically stating, yeah, we got to go. We got We'd love to sell our home, but we can't because of, you see across the street over there, there's that homeless encampment. Yeah, we can't sell our house because of that. All right. I'm a real estate dude. I get that. That is known as a buyer objection. Buyers driving down the road with the real estate agent. Is that a homeless encampment over there? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's just drive by. Honey, what do you think? Uh, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Not, we're not putting the kids here. Right? That's a buyer objection. Don't want to be by the homeless. It's not because they're unhoused and they don't have a house. It's because of the criminal activity that is known to take place. Right? So local business owners said that they have spent thousands of dollars to upgrade their security systems after their workers were assaulted by homeless people. While cities to call, uh, while calls to city officials seeking help have gone unanswered, the lawsuit said. You know, uh, city or the state of California has a third of all homeless people in the United States. That's a statistic, right? I mean, if you're from Cali, you got to be proud. I mean, that is some, it takes a lot of work to get to that point. All right, come on in, guys and gals. Let's not be sexist here. You want to do your drugs? You want to do your activities? You want to do your prostitution to get that next fix? Cali is the place where you need to be. Come on in. We'll take care of you. We're a sanctuary city. I love that. <laughs> Mayor Eric in New York City is like, it's destroying the city. It's going to destroy the city. Throw a couple of buses up to the Hamptons. Oh, not here. We don't, we don't want any of these illegal immigrants here. We, we can't handle them. We can't take care of them. New York City is just getting rocked. I don't know if you've seen that, but they've got that whole drill where they have to provide housing by law. 
maybe we need to amend that. Maybe we need to amend that whole deal because, man, we're going to go sideways with whatever it is, how many hundreds of thousands are going to be shipped. And I say, I say to the governor of Florida, governor of Arizona, governor of Texas, keep doing the Lord's work. Send those illegal immigrants to the cities that want them, that can take them, that have said, hey, we're sanctuary city. Send, you know, send us your, your whatever. Keep sending them. It'll work itself out. I'm sure it'll be fine. This is a model for the people to understand, to, to stand up and hold their government accountable, Hode said in an interview Tuesday. All I'm asking is the city to do its job. Okay. All right. Um, yes, 100% agree with to this point. But here's the question. What is the city going to do to actually get people off the streets back into society? They're whacked out on drugs. We know this. We know this. So you just put them into housing, like, you know, housing first model indicates, just put them into housing. It'll be fine. Now they, you can't do that because they're, they're mental and they're either mental from drugs or they're mental from because they've got mental issues and they are using drugs to self-medicate. We know this. We dumped out all the institutions. Now you got all these folks running around. Like the kid I was talking about in Ballard, who whacks down a tree, drags it through the, um, drags it through the city. And you know what his, what, what was going to happen to him? Here's accountability in Seattle for you. And I find this hilarious. The city council member, I can't remember who it was. Another white kid. He's like, well, we're going to have a stern talking to with him. And you're like, talking to? He just cut an effing tree down in a park. If you or I, who were sane, did that, all right, you know what? I'm just going to get out my home light here. and It's actually now an ego. It's an ego um, <laughs> green chainsaw now. But back in the day when I was a kid, I had a big red home light chainsaw. It was epic. 18 inches, I think. Oh, that thing ripped through the firewood. I used to cut up firewood and sell it. Yeah, a cord is a lot of firewood, by the way. Four by four by eight. That's a lot of effing wood you got to cut up, especially when you're a kid. But if you or I took our home light, our red home light chainsaw into the city and whacked down a tree, what do you think would happen to us? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, we'd probably get a little something other than a stern talking to. We're going to have a stern talking to with him and his case manager. Don't do that again, Junior. Sacramento County had nearly 93 homeless people in 2022 based on data from the annual point in time count, the pit count. What are they going to do? Are they going to take these people and get them some treatment so they can integrate back into society? Oh, they're not because you can't get people involuntarily into treatment. Oh, hmm. Okay. Even London Breed in, in San Francisco is saying, we got to change some of this. And she's right. That's one thing I will 100% agree with her. She is going down a road of arresting a lot of folks in San Francisco that are doing open-air drug and uh, drug dealers there. Okay. All right. But you've still got so many addicts running the streets of San Fran. That, what are you going to do? Same thing in, San, in, uh, in here, in um, Sacramento. So 9,300 people, that's up 67%. From 2019, 67% because the word got out. Hey, Cali is the place you want to be. You know, got some pretty moderate weather, pretty sunny. All right. 
It's not like Alaska where their, their, you know, governor and mayor are like, send people to LA. They're literally giving their homeless a one-way trip to LA because they don't want them to, you know, be in a whacked out drug state and then freeze to death during the, the, the Alaskan winters. Roughly three quarters of the country's homeless population is unsheltered, and the majority of that group are living on Sacramento streets. Hey, 9,300 people. I bet you there's a whole bunch of you right now that are subscribed to News for, um, for Reasonable People that live in cities that are smaller than 9,300 people, right? So can you imagine your entire town is homeless and whacked out on drugs? What's that do for your city? Mm, yeah, not good. Sacramento Mayor Daryl Steinberg said Ho was politicizing the issue. That's what the other side's going to say. Oh, he's just, he's making this a political issue. He's not being, you know, he's not doing this, not doing that. He's not accurately portraying the situation. It's like, no, good. I'm glad he's doing it because it brings attention to the issue, which is, you know, like his billboard. Yeah, billboard. Criminal activity. The city has added 1,200 emergency shelter beds, passed ordinances to protect sidewalks and schools, and has created more affordable housing, Steinberg said in, an, in a statement. Meanwhile, they're being overrun by homeless people coming into the city. Period. City is trying to avoid the futile trap of just moving people endlessly from one block to the next. That's the whack-a-mole game, right? So that's what's going on. But literally, so when, when we go up here and we, all I'm asking is the city to do its job. What does that look like? What does that mean? That's, that's where I always go with, till you start getting people some actual treatment, this isn't going to go away. And how long is it going to take to figure that out? Long time? Forever? I mean, are, you know, some of us that are middle age or older, are we going to be dead? Probably. I mean, I don't know. The way I flip it to um, my glass is half full is that I'm going to have podcasts for days. Sorry, folks. That's, yeah. The city needs real partnership from the region's leaders, not politics and lawsuits. Okay. Real partnership from the region's leaders. What does that mean? What does that mean? We're going to create a partnership. How did the partnership here in Seattle, where you've got King County Regional Homeless Authority, created this initiative in downtown Seattle. 10 million was earmarked from uh, local businesses. They got 5 million. They got a hundred people or so off the streets. And then the whole thing just folded because King County Regional Housing Authority basically folded. Their leader was just a dip, you know what? I mean, sorry, they, them. Uh, was just, he asked for $11.5 billion when the current homeless budget in Seattle is $250 million. And this program, this initiative that was going to get everybody off the streets of downtown Seattle, it just went sideways. They just shut it down. The mayor just said, yeah. <laughs> and business leaders are like, it was the perfect idea with the most imperfect way of putting it in, in, uh, into, putting all the process together. It was a shit show. So when I see real partnerships from regions leaders, that was partnership with regions leaders in Seattle. And that just got shut down here this week. They're like, yeah, not doing that anymore. It doesn't work. No funding. Mark Doan or Mark Dones, they, them, he was going to get funding for the initiative in Seattle from Medicaid. But it was unclear. Meanwhile, he's asking for 11 and a half billion 
And he basically got ousted. They're like, yeah, this guy isn't working with the full deck of cards. We're going to have to they, them, get him out of here. And they did. And now one of his initiatives in downtown is they, them, out of here as well. Homeless tent encampments have grown visibly in cities across the U.S., but especially in Cali, which is home to nearly one-third of unhoused people in the country. Welcome to California. Yeah. Pitch your tent. You know what I mean? Pitch your tent. Yep. Ho had threatened in August to file charges against city officials if they didn't implement changes within 30 days. In a letter to the city, Ho demanded that Sacramento implement a daytime camping ban where homeless people have to put their belongings in storage between 6 a.m. and 9 p.m., among other rules. Well, Portland has done that. You know how that's gone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't expect homeless people that are whacked out of their mind on drugs. And in Portland, it's between 8 and 8, I believe. Don't, I'm just the messenger here, but uh, it's between eight and eight. So are you telling me that a bunch of whacked out homeless people on drugs committing crimes are somehow going to get up at 5 a.m., take their entire tent, all their possessions down, get it all sorted out by 6 a.m., and then at eight o'clock at night, start putting it back up. And in the, in the, during the day, they're going to go somewhere. They are too damn busy getting their next fix, period. That's what you got going on, period. So literally, I mean, a daytime ban, you can do that camping ban, but now you're going to hand out in Portland, you're going to hand out a misdemeanor charge, going to hand out a $100 ticket to somebody who doesn't have any money. I mean, they're choosing to spend it all on drugs. Let's see, pay, pay this ticket or buy some more drugs. Mm, yeah, we're going to go with the D, right? D for drugs. City Attorney Susanna Alcala Woods uh, Woods Office Susan Alcala Wood Office has also repeatedly urged Ho to work with the city to address the issue. She said because it looks terrible when the city gets sued for something of this magnitude, and that's why, right? Oh God, we got to deal with Ho. Oh man, Ho, why'd you do that? Ho, what's going on? It sadly appears the district attorney would rather point fingers and cast blame. Uh, then partner to achieve meaningful solutions for our community. Maybe he's just fed up. Maybe Ho is fed up. D.A. Ho is fed up. Sounds that way, right? Hey, do something, guys. Do something. Well, we need to create some partnerships. And we need to go down this road. And we all need to sing Kumbaya. And... Nah, that's not happening. None of this stuff is happening. None of this stuff is happening anywhere. Ho, elected in 2022 after vowing on the campaign trail to address the city's homelessness crisis, said he's asked the city to share real-time data about available shelter beds with law enforcement. He anticipates the lawsuit will go to trial and hopes a jury will agree with what he has proposed. Hey, I would live stream that trial. Ho, you got, I got your back on this one. DA Ho. This is a rare opportunity, a rare opportunity for us to effectuate meaningful, efficient means of getting the critically, chronically unhoused off the streets, Ho said. All right. Um, I get what you're saying here, but the actual mechanics of what you're talking about doing are damn near impossible. And I would say in California, they are impossible. Because how are you going to get the critically, chronically unhoused off the streets without putting them in treatment? What are you going to do? How are you going to do that? I mean, we've tried all those prog those programs. It has gone nowhere to nowheresville very quickly. 
Ho said he supports a variety of solutions, including enforcing laws and establishing new programs to provide services to people facing addiction or mental health issues. Those problems, those uh, programs already exist. You need to involuntarily start putting people into institutions and or treatment and or a combination, something along those lines. These people can't make decisions on, on their own. Right. And we are allowing people to kill themselves by continuing to use drugs in these encampments and the criminal activity. And I mean, the way women are treated. I mean, it's like if you look between kind of the between the lines of so many of these stories of what goes on in the homeless encampments. I wouldn't want to be a chick. Let's just put it that way. Right. I mean, you're a target and it's not going to go well for you. He said he supports a statewide bond measure that would go toward building more treatment facilities. Perfect. All right. Okay. But then, so you got more treatment facilities. Who's going to volunteer to go? Yeah, I guess I'm just going to give it up this year. It's not for me anymore. That's not happening. The drugs that these folks are on are so strong that they can't make those decisions. So you're going to have to involuntarily put some people, you're going to have to start doing that. But as a society, we're like, no, especially a progressive society is saying no. No, literally harm production, which I refer to that in place of harm reduction, because there's no harm reduction. It's all you're making, you're causing people more harm. They basically state that people should be able to do drugs if they want to do that. If they want to continue their way of addiction, let them do it. It's a free country. All right, but they're stealing from the community. You got all this other, you know, the crime on the, on, on DA Ho's billboard there on his little, his, 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 his uh, worksheet there, his big worksheet. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. Are you okay with that? Because if you are, let's just get rid of all the laws. Just let her rip. Let's have the perch. Let's have the perch. So change the state, uh, the state's conservatorship system that would make it easier for authorities to mandate treatment for those with alcohol and drug use or disorders. 100% on board. Let's read that again. He also backs the proposed changes in the state's conservatorship system. Put people into a conservatorship like Brittany, right? Like Brittany. Brittany had a 13-year conservatorship and um, Brittany Spears, if you've been under a rock for years and years. Now she's come out of it. I think she's, I think she was in a conservatorship because she was a little good. I mean, some of the stuff that she has done and, you know, it's like uh, that poor gal, what was her name? Amanda Bynes. I used to love watching one of her shows when I was younger. Um, I think it was in high school with one of my girlfriends. Oh, let's watch that show. Amanda. Yeah. And she was uh, recently on a manic depressive run and she's on a manic run and she was found wandering the streets of LA naked. Ugh. That's when you know. And she called 911 on her own saying, man, Help me. I am coming off of a big upswing and I am nude on the streets of, of, of LA. That's when you know somebody probably should be in a conservatorship, right? They're not able, when you're wandering the streets of LA naked, which we see these incidences fairly often of people just taking off their clothes and doing Lord knows what. It's not that uncommon, right? 
The dispute between the district attorney and the city was further complicated by a lawsuit filed by a homeless advocacy group earlier this year that resulted in an order from a federal judge temporarily banning the city from clearing homeless encampments during extreme heat. <sighs> right? Okay. All right. Just do it at night. Do it at if. Whatever. You got the same damn thing down in San Francisco. You got some homeless advocacy group that you know, got a federal judge, the I think the Ninth District Court, to say, no, it's unconstitutional. Can't take people's stuff. Even though, in the, and, and the thing is, is that they give notice after notice after notice to these homeless encampments. Hey, you got to be out. You got to be out. You got to be out. These people are on drugs. They, they don't work on a schedule. They don't have a schedule. Their schedule is to get high and rinse, repeat, go out, steal, convert to cash, get high, rinse, repeat. So knowing that, um, yeah, all these bans. The attorney for the Homeless Coalition also filed a complaint with the state bar this month saying Ho abused his power by pushing the city to clear encampments when the order was in place. Yeah, you've, you've got, I mean, and, and the rest of this kind of stuff just goes on to advocacy and just a bunch of other crap that um, doesn't have anything to do with anything. Involuntarily putting people into conservatorships. Yep, that needs to happen. That's what you got to do. But we're not at a, a point where we're willing to say, you know what, maybe this uh, decriminalizing drugs and allowing people to just run around willy-nilly and dumping out all the mental institutions onto our streets, maybe this isn't working out. Oof, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe maybe this is kind of like the whole defund the police thing. Uh, I mean, we, we thought it was a good idea. In a progressive notion, this was really, I mean, moving in a direction. Didn't end up being the direction we thought it was. But if we just had enough time, I'm sure we could get city leaders together, figure out a solution that doesn't include putting people into conservatorships. I mean, if we could just get some more time, that's literally what's going on out there on the streets, right? If we just had more time, these progressive programs would take track. They'd really get some traction, like the thing I talked about in Seattle we just had some billions of dollars, we could make this work. $11.5 billion. I don't know what that Mark Don't, his name is Dones, but people want to refer to him as Mark Don't because he don't get nothing done. <laughs> and he didn't. And you, Mark Don't have a job anymore. I mean, he's probably got a job somewhere else, but I mean, proof is in the pudding, right? Got bounced out of leadership at King County Regional Housing Authority and his pilot project just, ah, yeah, funding for Medicaid, not a happening there, good sir. You're done. And, you know, if we just had enough money, if we just had, if we just, not working. It's not working. This stuff is not working. The stuff with the homelessness is not working. Got to try something else. But it's going to take a real tough love approach. We ain't doing that. We're not doing that, especially in the communities that need it the most. Not doing that. And so much of this has to do with drugs. It has nothing to do with affordable housing. If we just had some more affordable housing, well, you're building that left and right. <laughs> Somebody, an individual who shall remain nameless, comments fairly often on some of my stuff. And like, if you just built enough affordable housing, they would come. Yeah, they would and do their drugs and do their lifestyle. 
We've already seen how that works in Skid Row in LA. How'd that work out for the Skid Row Housing Authority? Hmm. Bankruptcy? Conservatorship? That's exactly what happened, right? So this lawsuit, hey, I'm glad to see it happen. I'm glad to see more pressure put on this stuff. If it brings more awareness to this issue, I'm 100% on board. 100% on board. Because whatever it takes at this point, right? Clean up the damn city. I've got a podcast coming out where um, City of Seattle, they basically just allowed, they, they, they criminalized open possession and use of drugs. Uh, hard drugs. They, they've, city of Seattle is now in check with the state. And during the hearing, the city council hearing, uh, his name is Michael Arias, I believe, Asias, Michael Asias. He created big black dude. He's a, he's probably my age demographic. And, uh, he put together the first dispensary in the city of Seattle, Emerald City Collective, something, something like that. He was before Sean Kemp uh, put in weed store in Seattle. He got it together, did it all on his own. I mean, he's a he's he's a business owner. He's super legit. He came into the city council meeting, and you'll want to see that podcast. And he just lit up Shama Sawant, our socialist council member who's no longer running for council anymore. But he came in and he just lit up that meeting. Just and he at the end he goes. Cut out the damn liberal crap, clean up the city, and he just laid it out there. It's it's an impressive speech from a guy who's pissed off with having all of this craziness go on in Seattle due to homelessness, crime, tents. He literally comes right out, and and, and Jonathan Cho captured it, and he got additional footage. He went and running after Shama Sawant. Would you like to comment? And she's like, uh, no. And the the. Uh, Michael Asias, he, he comments and he's literally like, cut out the damn liberal crap. I forget what it was, but it was just so funny. It's like, you're taking uh, this issue that affects black people and trying to put it to your socialist white, cons- white narrative and it's not working. And it, it, the room was just silent. Just like, oh, jeez. You want to see that footage? It's something to do with Seattle uh, criminalizing drugs or, you know, some damn thing. All right. That's it for me on this one. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.